Hey guys, so uh, this is a little bit different from the norm for me. They're saying that, I've been saying that quite a bit with the episodes I've been doing. Um, so this, I suppose it really, this is no different. Um, I decided to put in a little bit of accountability for myself. Now for those who know me and follow me on Instagram know that I'm a big, big, big fan of the field sports and the hunting community. But also I am a triathlete as well. I use the word triathlete quite uh, strongly. Uh, I turn up to a few events and I quite enjoy the run, swim, bike. So what I've done this year is I've decided to do full distance Ironman. Now I've always struggled with uh, following a program. I just get a bit bored. Um, I, I'm quite a lazy athlete as well. Um, but I'm, I'm under no under no illusions of what taking a full Ironman is like. So. For a bit of accountability to make sure that I uh, do things correctly, do things the right way, what I've decided to do is do every couple of weeks do a, a video with um, Pro Fitness, uh, Matt Roberts, who I have you know been tuning around with for a long time, and he's been helping with my nutrition, uh, not my, not my fitness plan, but the actual nutrition side of things, because that's a big thing that I've had I've had issues with is my nutrition, and what we're doing is making me accountable. So you will see all the ups and downs that I have. I'll talk about it quite openly. Uh, I'm gonna film some of my training as well when I get around to sort of fitting it all in. Um, so you can see me in a bit of pain and you can see that I'm doing what I said I'm doing. Um, but the thing here is accountability and how I'm dealing with my family life, how I'm dealing with nutrition, how I'm dealing with a job, how I'm dealing with juggling every all the balls. Um, and that is what it's about. So a big thank you to Matt. He's taken the time out um, to chat to me about what I'm up to. Um, there's a couple other people as well I'd like to um, give a shout out to. Um, first is um, Kicks by Emily. Um, she has done me a fantastic set of race shoes um, with, with the Outdoor Man logo on. Um, if you haven't got a set, I do suggest you go and get yourself a set because they will definitely 100% make you faster and complete the race. Um, and then also um, V Tactical as well, who have done some custom stuff for me. You can see in the background there. I can't see it because of the light, but there's a camo um, waterproof hanging up there. That's a hoodie. That's my running hoodie that I wear um, during the wet. Um, so I have got no excuse to get out and not train. So. I hope you enjoy the uh, video. This is only my thoughts, my views, and everything else. I'm not pushing on to anyone else, but if you're interested, there they are. Um, make sure you like, uh, make sure you comment, and uh, please, please, please subscribe. Um, hit that little bell, and I'll see the next video's up. Okay, so yeah, enjoy. Let's dive in with uh, with a topic. Yeah. Some people are going to jump on here and, and watch this live, but we're going to be talking to Goody. You may know him as uh, Goody or Good Chip or <laughs> yeah. you. But um, we're going to be talking specifically about his training, getting geared up for competitive Ironman races. He's got a few in the diary for later this year. Hopefully, they go ahead. But nevertheless, we're going to continue to sort of train in preparation for those. So, how you doing, buddy? You all good? Yeah. Good, mate. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got four races, five races in the diary this year. All different things: a half Ironman, full Ironman, uh, a couple of tries, and then I've got the world's steepest street race as well. It's only a five k, but it's a bit ridiculous, a bit ridiculous to say the least, really. And and that's that's the thing, and that's kind of what we're going to touch on as well, because you're you're a busy guy. You you work full time. You, you're doing work with the reservists. Um, you've got a family. You've got a newborn yeah. as well. And then you're, you're try, training for Ironman as well. So how, how has that kind of it's been, It has been absolutely hectic. The last month really has been hard work, um, especially because I consider myself like a lazy athlete anyway. Um, <laughs> to, to try and keep the headspace to, to train and then you've got to get off the bike because one daughter's crying because she needs winding or she's hungry and needs mum, but mum's sorting the other little night because of tea time. Or, and 
Uh, so, and then, then I've got to find the energy to get back on the bike and carry on for another hour or, or whatever I'm doing, or sp a sprint session, which um, we'll talk about that in a little bit later on, about, about what happened to me during some sprints. Um, but it's been absolutely mental trying to fit it all in. Um, the thing that I've noticed that I need to do more of, and I'm actually struggling with, but, but consciously now battling with myself, is time management. If I got up in the morning and trained, actually, I'd have a better day because I'm, I'm more prepared. One, because I've trained, so I feel good because I've trained. But two, that's one big job off my list of, of other things. Um, and I've noticed on the mornings I have got up because Lytton's been crying and I can't sleep or whatever. And I've got up and Peppa Pig's not on the TV while I'm training because that's always a bit of a... You ought to try training for an hour on the bike, on the turbo trainer. Go nowhere and watch Peppa Pig for an hour. I dare anyone to try that. That is horrendous. Torture. <laughs> um, yeah, that's literally, like, please, you know, take me to a concentration camp. Anything has got to be better than, than that, I tell you. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's having its trials, and I'm sort of working my way through it now. But I think the deal is I need to get up in the morning, I need to get on with it. Either that or late at night, but I try and I need to spend time with my other half as well, otherwise I'll be divorced. And quite frankly, I like living where I live, so I don't need um, I don't need to be that on top. So it's a really funny balance at the moment at home. Really, really funny balance. And how are you? Yeah. How are you sort of managing all that though? Like with with everything that you've got on, because I mean, a lot of people avoid doing certain things because they have got a lot on their plate. And yeah, obviously we operate a lot more efficiently if we've got a little bit of a simple life or applying simplicity to our life but at, at the moment like your goals and your work commitments and your family life are like huge priorities you've got to keep the ball rolling but then <coughs> you're so one, coming afterwards but you're still finding time for it the one thing is this uh i've got pr pr uh, productivity diary um from you which i've actually been looking at beforehand to get anyway um, and that's been a big help. I'd forgotten actually what writing stuff down and getting a plan in place for the next day or that morning, how much that provides such a, an, arrow, an arrow, um, you know, pointed in the right direction. It just, it just directs you a lot better than thinking, right, well, I'll get up in a minute, then I'll do this and I'll do that. Um, I know you spoke about it on one of your, um, video chats before, cause I saw somebody comment about the five, the five second thing about if you're going to make you know get up and do it if you don't do it in that five ten seconds you're not going to do it and i read that actually i read that uh, in the middle of the year and thought i need to do that and then I, ha I haven't done but i can actually see the benefits from you know bitch bash boss getting on with it um i actually read a book listened to a book uh bear grills one a few years ago about sort of life and and how to deal with things and one of the things that he said was if you live your life every day like that's the last day you've got to do things actually you get a lot done and i've and i've tried to take that mentality back um to my diary and to myself to push forward and make myself more accountable for my training and let's face it doing these videos as well which is going to be constant now between now and june july i hope um you know covid uh, permitting and something else to make me accountable to think actually if i pile in now and i've been spouting all this <laughs> then it you know i need to be. yeah i'm gonna look a right knobber so i need to push and that's what and that's what it's about trying to make yourself accountable 100 100 there's a there's a few things there as well like and we was actually talking about this last night and like everything else kind of reoccurs in life but time like every every other resource we have comes and goes with its materialistic things money whatever but time is the biggest thing and the biggest key player and if we're not maximizing that time by being productive with our time then we're letting a lot of things go to waste so simple thing like you saying about like using your journal morning and night it puts things in perspective and you're planning so you're more prepared for what's ahead but a lot of the time, I think we just go through life in a reactive state and then we wonder why we're not getting closer to where we want to be. But in actual fact, it would be quicker just to spend 10, 15 or minutes planning it out, and then go and executing that plan rather than just kind of constantly stabbing in the dark and expecting a, 
uh, a result from it. Yeah, it does set you up better. Um, just to put things in perspective, I'm now into I'm now 15. No, I'm not. I'm on the 16th week now. 16th week of a, tw- a 40 a 40 week training program. So I've got I'm almost on well, a third of the way through my training program to, to come to race day. So that's a scary thought in itself. And if I don't keep myself organised now, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pile in massively. And that's a, that's a scary, scary thought. That's a great way to keep yourself accountable. And we we speak about this all the time. Like there's there's two motivators. There's the there's the the motivation of of pleasure and succeeding and winning, or there's the motivation of of pain. Like some people are motivated more by the success aspect, and that drives them to succeed. But other people are driven by the embarrassment, the fear of failure, not succeeding, their social status, like just generally not being at the level that they want to but in actual fact you can use both of them and you can really really channel them and you've like already touched on that like why you want to keep a diary of this because it's going to keep you accountable you're putting it out there in a public forum saying like this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to achieve (laughs) and now that it's been announced to so many people it's like well yeah i can't exactly fall short so yeah and i've done that i've done the things where i've fallen short and all I've done is, is just beat myself up and got to know where I mean. I've got a nasty habit of um, writing my faults down and what I need to change about myself. And it upsets my other half profusely because the mirror downstairs at one point was covered in post-it notes with just abuse to myself. <laughs> and that wasn't, and, and a lot of people would see that as, um, you know, taking a step back and, and, and uh, not looking at the, per, you know, what I've achieved. But actually what I had achieved there was making myself, you know, being honest with myself and going, actually, you know what? When you went for a run, you're supposed to do an hour, but you've done half an hour. What's wrong with you? You know what you got to do, so why didn't you do it? And does that make sense? You know, so I, I try and twist it on its head where I try and find my faults and make myself, you know, and be honest with myself. Because if you're not, I'm going to fall short. And I have fallen short before. You know, I've done a thing, an endurance race um, on Penny Fan. I was supposed to do a back, back-to-back fan dance and it wasn't all my my fault that the, the snow was bad and i twisted my knee in the end um which which couldn't be helped but in all honesty i could have trained a lot harder and a lot better and actually even if i had twisted my knee i probably would now go back and do the second phase so yeah, i've learned from all that and actually do you know what? i don't need to feel like that anymore um i've been out, i've been chasing a goal for a long time and, and failing and I've had to, and I've had to really sit back and think about how I'm going to achieve what I'm achieving. Definitely, man. I, love I love that. I love that. And I think, like, you have to throw yourself into things. You have to experience setbacks, failures. You have to fall short a lot, but that enables you to grow. Now, like, looking back on on that experience when you injured your knee, like, you're like, oh well, I didn't really prepare properly. Maybe I could have done things differently. But it's just a bit of a bitch in that way that you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that before? Yeah. But that's proof in itself. A lot of us try and take a lot of shortcuts in life. But actually, that, that leads to a lot longer term pain because we're all constantly looking for the shortcut, quick fix, short term gratification, which is great. It serves you in that moment. But when a number of those queue up, like ultimately, it bites you in the ass a little bit. Whereas if we completely switch that, and push past like that enticing shortcut and focus more on the long-term aspect, then we would actually see a lot more longer-term gain. But it's going through that short-term discomfort to make better choices, the right choice, not the easy ones, which will lead you through to succeed longer-term by, by far. But that in itself is easier said than done. And I know something you've really struggled with is motivation and self-motivation. And I think that's because you have got so much on and the training you're doing at the moment is long in duration and fucking hard. So do you want to kind of touch a little bit more on that? So the last, the last, the last couple of weeks, my, my actual, my week has been, uh, Monday has been a rest day for me, which is a bliss. I love Mondays. Um, and then Tuesdays, every, every day, apart from Saturday and Sundays, I train twice a day, or I'm supposed to. At the moment, because we're locked down, it isn't so easy. So like on a Tuesday, I'm supposed to swim. And, and and run 
last week it was a swim and a 45 minute run on a Tuesday. Then Wednesday actually, though I train twice, it's a, it's a, it's a three it's a three sort of training thing. So I'm supposed to do um, uh, some form of circuits, isn't it? CrossFit, which I do a little bit of CrossFit now, but not like I used to. But I'll find something on online and do squats and and everything else, um, all the stuff we love. Um, and then and then. Then after that, it's a thirty minute. It was a thirty minute bike, and followed by a fifteen minute run, just to get my legs used to sort of coming off the bike and straight into running. And then from that again on Thursday, it's a swim again with a forty-five minute ride. And then Friday, another another circuit of some sort with an hour's run. And then Saturday and Sundays are my long days or my long my long um, training sessions. So so Saturday was an hour and forty-five run. And Sunday was an hour's run. Now, <clears throat> last week was the first week I completed the whole week without having something happen where I couldn't train one day. But I've tried to, to try and stick to it as best I can. I've been really accountable to a piece of paper. Um, but on Saturday, I mentioned at the beginning about um, let them crying and getting off the bike and finding motivation. It took me all day to do an hour and 45 minute ride. Um, I got on the bike, I was on there for half an hour, something happened and I lost my mojo completely, which is bizarre because Friday night I'd done my first hour's run, um, new route and didn't get wet feet, which was marvellous um, and was, I felt, I came in and felt great and I re- even wrote in my diary how, how good I felt when I was looking forward to tomorrow's ride. Um, but all my rides at the moment are done inside on a turbo, on the smart trainer because I'm a bit of a wimp when it comes to wet and cold and I'm not getting on the bike. So <clears throat> I spent all day in my bib and braces um, to make sure that I trained again. And actually I went back Saturday night and got back on the bike and I finished my ride off. Um, I'd done an hour and 20 minutes. So I actually rode over my mileage. I rode over, but I just wanted to make sure that I made myself uncomfortable made myself accountable and done what I should have bloody done. And I did. Um, it was a painful day walking around like you felt like you shit yourself all day because you've got a massive pad in your ass because you've got your cycling shorts on. But I knew if I took my shorts off that I was going to fall short and I wouldn't, have, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got the turbo back out. I wouldn't have ridden. I found it really, and I, found, and I have found that really hard. That is probably the hardest thing I've found. One is the turbo training itself because it's boring. Um, but I'm not going out there, it's cold and wet. Um, and the find the mojo if I got off because because of family issues, that is where I've really struggled to get myself back on track and and do it. <clears throat> to counterbalance that, like I said, I've done over a bit of time on Saturday, but other things as well. When I've done a four, had a 45 minute run and and I've come home and it's been and I've been 40 minutes because I've either been a bit quicker or I had to take a different route because of because of mud and whatever else, because I live in the middle of nowhere, running around here is hard work. This time of year, especially with the amount of people that's been about, everywhere's churned up. So what I've actually done was force myself to go down the road and do do an extra bit, whether it's been well, I've been 45 minutes and I've been in, or just to make myself actually a little bit more uncomfortable to try and get myself back in my own skin a little bit and, and happy. And, and, and that has worked. It's been brutal to do, but it has worked. A lot of sort of internal and external battles that you're going through with this. Massive. Do you feel like being clear on your goals is the driving force that empowers you to to get up and, and go and succeed and put the hours in with the training when like it's not really appealing? But like you said, within that routine as well, you've got options. Like you could go and run cross country on the road or or wherever in the surrounding area but then also you've got the ability to do that inside, which applies a little bit of simplicity. It makes it more convenient. You're out of the elements, which makes you more likely to go and do it. So it is constantly a battle of like, well, what can I do? What do I fancy more? But ultimately the end, the end game is you're, you're still getting that training in. you're still putting the time in. Yeah. And then on the uh, odd occasion, you go out and, and train in the, uh, the elements as well, as well, which is an added benefit. And you're going to yeah. need that as well. So, well, I've actually, I've actually got a pair now of Gore-Tex trainers because it is so gopping around here. 
that I am fed up of wet and dirty feet. I actually bought myself a pair of, of Gore-Tex trainers because it, it, I cannot tell you how honking it is. <laughs> it really is bad. Um, you know, I thought the other week when it was frosty one morning, I went out for a run, ran up the road, and I was slipping all over the place because of the ice. And then thought I'll be right when I get off road, but the frost was so hard and it was so, people had been everywhere. It was just like running across a plague field. And that was, that was that, that, I took me, it took me an hour and 10 minutes to do 10K, which is bloody slow, even for me. And I'm a, and I'm a steady runner. You know, that, you know, I, my, my 10Ks, my best 10K is probably 50 minutes. Um, might even be a bit quicker now. I haven't tried it for a while. But a steady, a steady run for me is sort of 55, 56 minutes to the hour on for 10K. And, uh, yeah, quite embarrassing, really. I looked at my watch and went, oh, I've got to save that one. But, you know, it all, it, it all happens. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's winter training at the end of the day. So what else is going to be expected? And this is this is really the time to be putting in the work as well. I've I've had a few sort of time trial sessions and and fitness assessments to do in my own training this week. And middle of last week, I was like, yeah, I need to go and do a three k time trial. And on the morning of it, I was like, not really feeling too fresh, not really feeling motivated for it. So I was like, I'll just shift it twenty four hours. And what I didn't know is it was snowing the following day. I didn't check the weather. I don't. <laughs> like that so I was like feeling fresh ready to get up and it was dark when I got up and I was like glowing outside what's what's going on the street lamps are hitting the snow and causing everything to light up and I looked out the window I was like fucking hell so I went out there anyway got out in the elements and, and hammered out this 3k and knocked out like 25 seconds off off my time off my previous one and it was yeah. horrendous conditions but I think like <laughs> it's kind of exploiting when you feel good but also not yeah avoiding the situation yeah i could have probably waited an extra 24 hours and and gone and run it in better conditions exactly the same conditions as i've done it previously and probably got a better time but you just you've got to get up and, and, and do it sometimes otherwise you'll just keep delaying and before you know that slipped off the calendar and you're like well i've missed out on that marker for measuring my progress and yeah it's just knowing the difference between like lacking motivation generally not being bothered and needing to take a little bit of time out out to rest and a lot of people just go like well i'll just take a bit of time off and before you know it like it's been a week so how do you kind of keep yeah. your consistency with your with your training as well like is that something you focus on like because you are incorporating a lot of your movement a lot of your training into your day yeah it that's a funny one because i'm not very consistent um i've been training mostly in the evenings um, because of because of work really because because of the kids and work and I've been like little at night crying because you've got wind and whatever else I've been haven't been I haven't been sleeping bad but I haven't been sleeping normal so I've been quite late up so probably the time I'm up and sort of littling out and my other daughter out and what one thing that I'm probably going straight to work anyway um, so then sometimes I haven't done last year I was doing this and I'm probably going to do it again was take the trainers to work with me. And when I finish at three, four o'clock, stick my running gear on and get out and do it that way. Found that it's been like before tea, I'll get the turbo trainer out and I'll sit there and with, with, with the family and, and, and do things that way. Because I just had to just had to sort of try and fit it in where I can. I really need to start getting up in the morning. That's my big thing at the moment. It definitely helps to have a bit of extra time in the day. Um, but... I mean, like like we said about the time of year, it's, it's utilising this time of year. A lot of people won't get out in the elements and train it, but what you've done is come up with a mechanism to overcome that so that you still do it. And actually, yeah. like the people that don't train during this time are the people that like either pick up injuries early on in the season or are not conditioned or they fall short of their expectations because they, they go from a large period of time off or not training appropriately into a, like a massive intensity phase and then they end up like setting themselves back further. And that's clearly not what you want to do. And for the people that are training at this time and developing themselves, like physically and mentally, will be in better stead come come sort of spring, come summertime. Yeah, I'm, and I've done uh, other things. You know, I bought myself a good head torch, so I've got a good beam of light in front of me. Uh, one for dazzling cars when they don't put the dip the headlights for me, but also I actually see where my feet are going when I'm running. Um, and also, I've got myself. Um, 
I had a, a, a waterproof jacket actually made for me because I didn't, I couldn't find anything I liked at a sensible price. And the mate was not going to make a reasonable price, so I had one built for myself. Um, so when it is raining, I have got no excuse to got to not train. And I know, it, I know it sounds a bit odd running in a waterproof jacket, but actually, when I have done it, I've actually come back drier on the inside than I have been on the eight. So it actually does work, and I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a fair weather athlete. That's why I like the triathlons because they're in the summer. Um, I'll tell you the story in a second about what the last triathlon I'd done. Um, I nearly, nearly didn't do it because it was so cold. Um, so, so to make myself, you know, be a bit more comfortable. You know, I've got a thin hoodie like that. This like this t-shirt I've got on now. Um, I put that on underneath my my running jacket. I go out and I'll be a sensible. I'll be a sensible temperature. For a steady state run, I wouldn't want to do sprints in it or anything like that because you would end up in shit state probably. But just just a steady state run, it's been ideal, and that's the way I've overcome them sort of problems because I've had to because there is no street lights outside my house. Um, the only problem is my jacket is camouflage. I'm running the running in the dark in the camouflage jacket probably isn't the most sensible thing in the world, but oh well. But, okay, uh, no, so feeling so that you go out and do it pretty much, isn't it? And I think yeah. it's a military thing. Oh, you've got to you've got to look like perfect. You can't you can't wear this. You can't wear that. But that's all good and well. And there's a purpose behind that. But I think we carry a lot of that in. But yeah. for getting the job done, does it really matter what it looks like <laughs> as long as you get and it? And I've been I'm a big kit whore. You know, anyone who knows me with the army, um, in life, shooting, whatever, I'm a kit whore. Um, I could show you now in, in in my office. I've just got stuff everywhere. Um, <clears throat> And I don't need it, and I've, and I've now learned that. You know, I've got two pairs of train. I've got three pairs of trainers. I've got my, my training trainers in the summer. I've got my winter ones, my Gore-Tex ones, and I've got a race pair. And I've done the same with everything: my triathlon stuff. I've got race stuff, the training stuff, and that's why I do it now. And I don't need anything else. Um, but as I, as I was saying about racing and cold weather, I went to Snowdonia uh, not last year because it was all cancelled, but the year before, and done a race there. And the and the te- and the website said the, the temperature was bra- the water temperature was bracing, so that means it's Baltic. Um, it's in a lake, and I stood there waiting for my leg to start in my wetsuit, um, shivering, and thought, I don't think I can do this. I generally don't think I can do this. Actually, I, I had to bargain with myself, which which happens a lot, as you can probably tell, as my training, a lot of bargaining goes on. Um, but I said, right, I'll tell you what, get in the water, do the swim, and then if you get out and you are absolutely miserable, you you can you can stop. It's fine. So I got in the water. At that point, I was finishing at the end of the swim because it was bloody cold. Uh, my my feet were so cold they started to ache. So off we go. I do the whole thing nearly in breaststroke because I hadn't trained for this triathlon whatsoever like that year. I've been training for something totally different. And I've done a couple of I've done a couple of swims at distance, but that was all. I really hadn't attempted to tried applied myself. Um, done that, got out of the water, and I found myself not the last one out of the water, which I couldn't believe, and I've done most of it in breaststroke. Um, got out of the water, and I found myself chasing the bloke who just got out of the water, and uh, stripped off as I was running down the down the uh, down the gangway to the to the transition, and. Um, had my, I've got a waterproof um, cycling jacket with me. I slipped that on over my tri suit and I was gone off the bike and I was away. And um, I've done the whole race, which, I, which, which at the start of that race I wasn't doing. Um, so I've got the mindset there to crack on when I need to. It's just trying to tap into that all the time, which is a bit odd for me because I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a competitive guy. Um, and like I said before, I'm a, I'm a lazy athlete. I really am a lazy athlete, so to try and you know this is a big this is a big step for me. Awesome, and I man. can do it as, as proven. Definitely, and uh, we've been focusing a lot on nutrition, haven't we? And this has been something yeah. massively improved and seen a lot of benefits from as well. Like not only to like day to day the way you're feeling, body composition changes, and obviously enhancing your training as well. So do you want to sort of speak a little bit about, about that and how you've been kind yeah. of playing that and what, what your process is? I love Dr Pepper, still do, and, and I love chocolate. 
and Greg's. Yeah, I can't, I can't forget about poor old Greg's because their sales must have gone down in the last few weeks. Um, so someone told me I couldn't fuel myself off Greg's to start with the race, so I proved them wrong and I raced on Greg's. That wasn't my um, my uh, wisest of moves. But so I've, after speaking to Matt the first time, we we done the, the original podcast about why Matt was doing Primal Fitness. I was quite intrigued about how you could use fat to fuel yourself rather than carbs. I'm quite a geek like that. I've got loads of training programs. I've got loads of bits and pieces and never really managed to implement any of them. But, but with Matt's success with the Spartan and everything else, actually, I was quite, quite impressed by the whole, the whole thing. So I said, you know what? I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and I'm going to have a go. And it's taken me quite some time to get myself around. I knocked the sugar on the head fairly well to start with. And then, and then I sort of bonked with it, really. You know, I'd go up and down with it and, quite, you know, one day I'd, I'd have no Dr. Pepper, the next day I'd have no Dr. Pepper, and then all of a sudden I'd have about four bottles because I couldn't quite let it go. And same with Greg's. I've, I've just about managed to let that go now. I do like a steak bake. Um, but the last, I would say, actually, though I've been off and I'm recording it, probably before Christmas, probably when my daughter was brown, when my daughter was born, I really decided to knock it on the head and, and, and knuckle down with it. Um, and I'm still paying for it a little bit. I still get headaches from, from the sugar withdrawal. Um, I haven't had full, full fat Dr. Pepper now for two weeks, I don't think. Or did I have one the other day? I think I went the other day. It was 10 days I had went, went without having a full fat Dr. Pepper. Um, I only had one because I wanted a fizzy drink and I don't like anything else and there was no zero. But I managed to get myself on the zero and like I said, I've really tried, and I've been honest with myself, so when I've sat down, I've really tried to think about in the evenings what I had for breakfast, what I had for lunch, if I snack, what did I have? And I've really tried to make sure nothing's been missed off. And actually, it's been quite eye-opening to what actually, when I had missed you know, a chocolate bar out, how much that puts on to what I shouldn't be eating, or you know, bits and pieces like that. So I've really tried to make myself, um, again, that, that, that accountable word's coming out again with it, so I can actually, so I'm actually working properly with it. And I have to say, Definitely the last, I started when my daughter was born in December and I've really, really started to knuckle down the last couple of weeks with it and I feel good on it. You know, I've been, I've tried to up my fat, which I've really, I'd really struggled with to start with to work out what I like, what I like to eat. I'm quite fussy like that and how I was going to get it into my, into my day because I'm so busy. A lot of my food comes from the garage or from, like I said, Greg. So, I've really had to think about my day in the morning before I leave the house. Again, because I'm a lazy athlete, just just lazy, I think we'll go with now. Um, I've really, I've really had to think about what I'm doing, and and that's and that's how I've got around it. And actually, I'm a lot, I'm feeling really good today, really good. Not quite up there with the fat content that I want to be, but if you were to look from when I started to now, you could definitely see a massive, massive improvement. Definitely. definitely. And I changed my body as well. Yeah, dramatically. You sent me some you sent me some good pictures last night, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll share those at a later date. But you know, yeah. You're looking in great shape. Um like it's, it's come leaps and bounds over the past few months. Um and like the, the approach like you've taken with this is is a progressive one whereas a lot of people just think you know what i'm gonna cut it all out i'm gonna i'm never gonna eat this again which is the wrong thing to do because sugar is incredibly addictive and you've really struggled with this but how can anyone expect to unwind a lifetime's worth of bad habits and literally being addicted to something um and having getting all these cravings to change in the matter of like weeks days even even months and years it takes time and I think this is where we set ourselves up for failure is just being completely unrealistic, but you haven't like you've been decreasing the amount of sugar from, from really poor sources and you've been conscious of what you're eating the rest of the time and eating clean, real, real food. Like you're even catching some of it yourself and, and consuming yeah. that. So it's, it's good quality produce and 
you've really, really worked on it over the past few months. And it's, it's literally, like we said, it's, it's improved your body composition. It's improved your energy. It's fueling your performance. And on top of that, like your health is in a better place because of it. And I think if you kind of times that by two top by three, if you continue to do this in the next 12 months, this is kind of going to be a thing of the past and you're going to be so in control of it. And it's not to say that you'll never have those things again, but I just think you will have more control because relying on home is, is going to set you up for failure. So it is about those small change, changes over time that lead to the, to the big results. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and it has been hard. You know, I read somewhere a long time ago, that, you know, trying to get, take, get sugar out your diet's worse than trying to stop taking crack cocaine. And um, I never have been a drug addict but I, I, you know it's bad you know and, and i've cut it out I've, I've slowly cut it out well i know people my stepdad for instance um needed to cut it out because he was getting um one of the di- close to being diabetic basically and so to, to, to make sure he wasn't and, and he you know he cut sugar out completely and to see him go through that was that was bad mm-hmm. you know really knocked him about not only that, actually, when he cut it right out, he lost he lost a stone in weight within a month. Just fell off him because because he's not being fueled by it and being fueled by proper food. And that and that to me was an eye opener. That that was just before that me and you started this whole journey of beating me up and and uh, sign up to Ironmans. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, the the health is the the most important aspect with everything you're doing because like. Ironman triathlon isn't isn't the most healthy sport to to get into just because there's chronic nice. training and fitting that on top of a stressful busy life already but you're the kit you buy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but focusing on on yourself and your health is definitely enhancing that like you're doing it in in the healthiest way possible whereas i see a lot of endurance athletes especially people that i sort of compete with and i definitely fell into this category at one point where you just like fueling with anything thinking you can out train this bad diet and you're like well I'll, i can i can just burn this off but in actual fact you can you can look in great shape or you can have this skinny fat like look like look or you could be overweight it doesn't matter doesn't that that is not a marker of health like i like to call them like the 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 fit looking sick people you could look absolutely ripped in great shape really muscular but if your diet shit you're certainly not healthy because you're you're eating a lot of sugar and sugar is fucking terrible for your health i know people that are slender guys like us and absolutely ram the sugar in but they're the people that are like borderline diabetic and have yeah. health health sort of issues. And like weight isn't the only sort of determining factor with this. But first and foremost, I think focusing on nutrition like you are and fine tuning that realistically over time is, is a really yeah. smart move. You know, I want to be able to sit on that bike for eight hours and get off and 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 know that I could I feel myself right through the race and and that I still can, you know, that well, I want to start the race knowing that I can carry on because I know it, you know, I've never cycled that distance yet. I've never done a marathon, I've never done a full distance marathon. Um, and I've got enjoys to come. And I need to know that I've got myself in a good place before I start and that I can feel myself all the way through. And I don't want to be relying on gels and sugars and, and whatnot to get me there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be some. Uh, and I'm sure that the, the, the defining factor of me me completely or not will be a bottle of Dr Pepper at the end of the race because that's how I always seem to beat myself along um, but I'm, I'm determined to start off right if that makes sense and go from there now we, we spoke about my uh, um, my nutrition for a racing which we'll go into you know later on but um, you know the idea is that I'll probably make some baby food up myself with what I need in it so I can have them down me rather than re- relying on, you know, the, the cyst gels and whatever else. Because I can't take the cyst gels anyway. If I have one of them, I'll see it again. because I just, just don't agree with me. I've tried that before and I'll just throw them up. The only ones I can take are the um, high five ones, which are all right. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not going to rely on them. It's definitely finding something that you can have on the move that's portable and, and high in nutrients rather than yeah. a typical sugar approach. I mean, I've slammed down energy gels down me before in, in races and, and various things or carb loaded. 
and it's just led to me like cramping in the race or having an energy dip because my body is just solely burning carbohydrates but kind of the approach where it's like I know we've spoken about this before and, and me racing this is certainly something we're de- developing in you but he's becoming a little bit more dual fueled so having access to sort of fat either dietary or stored body fat as a form of energy and like I've said before like when I sit down at race weight anywhere between what 10 and 12 percent I've got like 60,000 to 70,000 calories stored in the form of energy in in body fat now why aren't we tapping into that at the lower intensity heart rates why aren't we tapping into that at various points during races a lot of people aren't all we're doing is loading up with carbohydrates then depleting them what our muscles can hold i don't know three to five hundred grams of carbohydrate so we're looking at like a couple of thousand calories or in an ironman triathlon you could burn fucking 10,000 calories for instance so in reality burn through your stored energy you have to top that up and it's going to cause a whole lot of metabolic issues and you're probably going to crash at the end but if you have the ability to tap into your own stored body fat and ingest more fat you're going to have like a more nutrient dense source of fuel that's going to give you more energy combine that with carbohydrates as well and you're going to be a fucking machine and that's what a lot yeah it said in that that book you um uh, you you've sent to, you sent to me you know, I've sort of about a third of the way through, and it said, you know, for sort of an Ironman triathlon, you're looking at burning between two and three hundred calories an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to think about that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you you can I can certainly see why things go sideways for people. Let, if you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't tap in, like we said, you know, we try to tap into, you know all the sources to keep you going and if you don't if you don't do that and see um think about what you're going to put into you and when you end up in shit state timing's crucial as well and not only the timing the type of food so that you can digest that because when your heart rate's elevated like your body's forcing all the blood to the muscles so the oxygen gets to that and the nutrients get to the muscles and they operate which means all the blood is directed away from your digestive system so if you're eating something like fucking oat bars and shit that doesn't generally digest very fast, well, you're not going to be getting that energy as quick as you need. So yeah, so many factors to come into play that are, are overlooked. That's why a lot of people, a lot of endurance athletes just go for sugar because as soon as you, as soon as you consume it, well, there you go. Like there's, there's no real sort of process to it. It's yeah. utilized straight away there, there or thereabouts. You know, there's some, there's some interesting stuff in that book about, you know, endurance racing and, and how to do it. And I'm looking forward to getting to that and, understand, and understanding it more, really. Definitely. There's a lot of trial and error of it, there really is. Loads yeah. Of trial and error. But it's effective. It's really effective. And I mean, for, for myself, like doing some races, I didn't have any carbohydrates. <laughs> and I mean, none. <laughs> like, I would yeah. fast the days before it. So I'll be in a in a sort of depleted state from stored stored glycogen. Then I'll have like high fat the night before, high fat on the morning and, and go and knock out a race and be absolutely fine. But that's not to say that everyone can do that. And it's not a case of waking it up because I know a lot of people day to day struggle like going from breakfast to lunchtime without getting hangry and being all over the place and having energy dips. That that to me is a sign that you've you've got some form of disorder that that is not normal yes that's normal by today's standard because everyone's going through it but if we're looking from like a human standpoint an evolution standpoint like that's not yeah, normal. yeah at all to to be feeling that way so like health and performance two separate entities but you can like achieve performance in a healthy way but it is very specific to the individual that's kind of what we're still working out with you and fine-tuning that over time yeah that's what will lead to to good results with this and like we said you've seen massive changes already yeah we've got about 35 no less than that weeks left 25 about 25 weeks left to sort that out well, it'll come. It'll come. You know, once I start sitting on the bike for a couple of hours, I can, you know, especially at home, I can play big time. Yeah. And I've got, and I have got that opportunity to play. Um, so I'll, you know, I'll find, I'll find it, and and, and you know, I, I, I know, I know where I am at. You know, this summer I've done some some virtual races and done some half Ironman distances on the bike, and found myself just eating a family pack of Haribo. And then I felt horrendous after that. I mean, I I felt worse 
only once after that, and that was when I ate the onion um, when we were um, COVID testing. <laughs> and and I have to say, it is not it is not the best idea to eat a whole onion raw. Don't try it. It's not good for you. It ferments your stomach, and you just look you look horrendous if nothing else. Um, and that's the only time I ever felt worse. And, and it was a family pack of marshmallows, and that nearly killed me off when I got off the bike. I mean, I'd done it, and I had enough energy to do it because because I was just getting the sugar down me. But it's not advisable. Mm-hmm. And that was a learning curve in itself. That and the onion. That's also a learning curve. <laughs> I think the main thing is taking a sustainable approach, isn't it? I, I want to be in my sport and I want to be performing to a high level and, and living as healthy as possible for as long as possible. And that really does lie with the nutrition. Like I could easily go down the typical approach as you could of just fueling your performance with lots of sugar, but you're not getting as many nutrients with that. Probably going to burn out, probably get injuries as well. So no, I want to look good as well. Yeah, 100%. And that's, and that's been a big thing for me. You know, I've always wanted to look not ripped or clear, you know, just, I just want to look, I don't want that typical dad bod and to try and, to try and feel yourself the conventional way with a lot of oats and a lot of carbs and bits and pieces. I'm aware that a lot of hard work has got to be put in there mm-hmm. to, to burn that off, let alone to try and trim yourself up as well. Mm-hmm. And carbs is so it's been a, a purpose a hundred percent. They, 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 they really do the carbohydrates. They really do fuel fuel performance. But what we're kind of talking about here is, is utilizing like your, your nutrition to the maximum for like endurance events and day-to-day life and health, but also integrating sort of some pretty intense training into that and having, having a balance so that you can continue and do this for as long as possible in, in the healthiest way. And I know loads of athletes that are just like typical skinny, skinny fat looking, horrible bodies, but performing to a high level. But it's not. You look, at, look at soldiers. Look at how many fat people can tab mm. because they've just got it there. Mm-hmm. That and they used to carry a lot of ass around anyway, so it doesn't matter. But you know, you look, you know, you look at a large person. A large person can tab, but you give it, you give it to someone who's who's a skinny, a skinny person with no leg and no ass, and they struggle straight away. Mm. It's interesting. It really is interesting. Yeah. Nutrition's massively overlooked, like, and even you say, like in in the military, fed on shit, high stress environment, poor sleep, everyone's yeah. out of shape, undernourished. Like lots of metabolic issues going on there, and they're just like, yeah, I'm fit, I'm healthy. I think I'm healthy. I eat healthy. Well, in reality, you really don't. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, really is. Yeah, no, that's it. Sweet buddy. Well, we've had a good discussion about your training. I know we're going to do a little bit more, and we're going to kind of document this over over the coming months ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, good to speak about it. Good to speak about your journey and how how you're doing with everything because it is really all the bigger picture stuff and. Like a lot of people are lacking motivation like in, in today's climate saying, oh, I can't do this because I haven't got a gym and I can't do this because I haven't got time. Like there is time. We all have the same amount of time and like you're doing and like I do and a lot of other guys do integrate that into your day. There's no extra time needed. Make it fit. The thing is we're already eating food every single day. Just make better decisions to eat better food. You're already sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So go and go and sleep better. Increase your sleep hygiene. Block blue light. Increase your sleep quality. Wake up fresher. Wake up a little bit earlier if needed. If you yeah. want to. The blue light thing's been a big thing for me. You know, I've got. They're not up here now, but I've got two pairs of glasses somewhere. There's always a pair near me somewhere, so I can like sit in the evening. I open on the laptop and I'll, I'll plonk them on then. Um, and I find now I get eye strain if I don't wear them. Yeah. Which is really bizarre. It's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Such an effect on you. That's, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a whole new topic as well, by by far. It, it really is. Definitely. But I think people t- put too much emphasis on the training, thinking that's the be end all. But in actual fact, what are you doing the other 23 hours of the day? A lot of people yeah. make excuses like, I can't prepare my meals, I can't eat properly. Well, you're already doing these things. Evaluate your entire entire day and see how much time you're actually spending on social media when you could be doing something productive. And go exactly into this at the start, getting a planner out ten minutes in the morning, ten minutes in the evening. And yeah. plan, day, plan like, your like I've said before, I'm I'm a, I'm a lazy athlete, and I think you know, I, I I go I go to work, I put my time in, do what I got to do. But like meal wise, you know, I find now that if I have a bulletproof coffee in the morning and I make another one take it with me to work 
I'll have a protein shake in the morning and I'll have another one of them while I'm at work as well, but I don't, you know, make it with full fat milk, not with um, water. That's a lot of fat content for me to, to be, be working on. And also with the protein shake as well, you know, strawberry or chocolate, that's given me the fix that I want, my sugary fix as it were, you know, just, just to work off the stopping at the garage on the way home and getting chocolate. And it has worked, and I found it has worked for me. So I can then come home and have a decent meal at night, and have dessert if I want it as well. Because of you know, I'm well under my calories, but I'm well on the on the fat by that point. And it's that's been a big, you know, playing little games like that's helped. <laughs> it's hard work. <laughs> it's been hard work. <laughs> it's the temptation, is it? it yeah, really- and everything's so really available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to go to a service station and Greg's there. Pack it in. I don't want to see it all the time. Can I just eat it? <laughs> so, no, it's been good. So, we'll do another one in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, spot on, man. Well, it's been good chatting to you, man. And we're, uh, we'll put this out on your podcast anyway. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. It's good. We'll definitely catch up, speak more sort of training specific stuff. I mean, guys, anyone watching this on Facebook, head over to Outdoor Man. Um, got some great podcasts. I mean, you, you, yeah, please do. Yeah, it's good. I've been on it uh, a couple of times. Well, this will be on it as well. So it's all good. And we're going to document his triathlon progress over the coming months. And yeah, obviously, we'll, we'll document you racing as well. Bit of accountability yeah, yeah, definitely. out there now. Is there anything yes, you've held accountable to? I mean, what what is it your what is your sort of big bigger goals now? You have got the four events, but what are you kind of putting out there to the general public that you're going to? I gonna just do? I'm going to stick to the training program. That is it. Every week I'm on it. That is a thing. No missing. You know, if I miss if I miss a training session, I've got to be dying. <laughs> There's no reason for me, for me to miss a training session. You know, and actually, to be honest, at the moment it's even easier because I can't swim. So unless I go in the sea, and I'm, yeah, I'm not that keen on that either. So we'll wait, we'll we'll wait. But uh, um, you know, so at the moment it's just sticking to the program and then getting on it when I can get on it with the swimming, basically. Well, you, you put it out there now, so there's there's no yeah. fitting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's it. I've got a, got a complete nine man now. No piling in. Oh. Same, mate. Thank you very much. Welcome, man. And uh, yeah. And- We'll catch you soon. Yeah, see you later, buddy. Thanks for watching. Like I said, that is, this is only my um, journey. I'm not forcing anything on you. Um, hopefully, I'll make it a little bit interesting, and maybe you'll see a little bit of yourself in there, or problems, or whatever you've had. Maybe you can get over it. If you've had the same problems as me and got them over in a different way, please comment. Like I said, um, once you watch this, just, just hit the like, hit the share button, comment, tell your mates. Um, And yeah, until next time, see you later.